This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, slugs. No one is safe. Mortons. Mortons. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. There's no hot Lana. Nope. He is fighting off a bout of blood lukes. Yeah. That's what he gets for whatever what horrible thing he did. Yes, that's what he deserves. But you know what, Chris? We still watched the movie. We did. The movie Slugs, as suggested to us by some other Chris. Yeah, not me. No, supposedly not you. I only request movies that Glenn Danzing <laughs> directed or produced yeah. or whatever the hell. Created in some way. Yeah. You sure like you sure Chris isn't your nom de plume? Yeah. Like we don't want to be known as Chris. You you write your you you write in suggestions as Chris, the other another Chris? Yes, it is definitely other one. <laughs> definitely not podcast, Chris. No, no, totally different, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I believe this actually is another Chris. I don't remember his last name. Brett does. Hotlanta does. Yeah, we could not Maybe find like, the unrated version, which was the one that was recommended specifically. Correct. Yeah, so we had to watch a rated version. I believe it was rated R. Rated R. Yes. And I guess technically it was a hard R. I mean, there were nipples and butts and blood. Yeah. I mean, what else makes it an R-rated movie? Curse words. Uh, not a lot of curse words that I can think of. Fair enough. But then again, like, I'm kind of like just, I just curse a lot oftentimes. So apparently I curse more when I drink more. That's legit. Yeah. That's been pointed out to me, which is fine. This movie also has some things to say that I wonder if maybe the other Chris thinks I drink too much. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Let us know, other Chris. So slugs. Yes, Chris. How does this movie start? At the beginning. Does it start at Camp Crystal Lake? No. Does it start at Crystal Lake? Sure. I know it's a lake. Yeah. There's teenagers in a boat on a lake. It could easily be Crystal Lake. That's true. And uh, we waste no time getting a a young lady to take her pants off. You know, like I never did, but hey. Yeah, because she was invited to go fishing, and she thought that was a euphemism. But it was not a euphemism. It was to actually go fishing. Yeah, she's like, oh, the guy kept talking about his pole, and uh, but nope, he brought a fishing pole and a lure and apparently decided to go fishing on this boat while I was in the boat. So she's like, well, why don't we go swimming instead? And the guy's like, Oh, but the lake's cold as I sit here with my foot in the lake. 
So like apparently it's not to too cold for him to just keep his foot in it, but it's too cold to go swimming in? Yeah. That checks out. Yeah, so she's like, well, let's go swimming anyway. And takes her pants off. And then as she's about to take her top off, he gets pulled into the lake by mysterious force. Yeah. And she's like, oh, quit joking around. I know you're just pretending to drown or and be sucked underwater by some mysterious force. But nope. But then a geyser of blood shoots up out of the water and she screams. Like you do? I mean, if my wife got pulled into the water and then a geyser of blood shot up out of the water, I, I say geyser, it's more of like a, a vigorous bubble um, of blood comes out of the water. I might, I might scream. That's I don't fair. think I, I don't think I could say I definitely wouldn't. And then we, uh, we cut to drunk uh, guy with a dog. Yeah. And he's getting harassed by, uh, uh, what I assume are local, uh, teens. Hoodlums. Yeah. And he heads home with his dog so they can get drunk. He really like does you. say he's yeah. going to get drunk with his dog. Yes. He's like, well, we'll both have some snorts and then a couple of snorts and then we'll, uh, I don't know, discuss Nietzsche or something. Yeah. Unless they were going to do Coke. I guess that's also possible. No, but then like he pulls out a bottle of liquor. So he meant like, you know, drink, not do Coke. Come on, Chris. Homeless people or whatever. Al- alcoholics don't have money for Coke, Chris. I guess that's true. So they uh they head home where he has an eviction notice nailed to the door. And he like curses at it vaguely. Yeah. And you know, hilarious mumble drunk words. Yep. But then the dog just refuses to go into the house. Yeah. And makes like a bunch of like the way that that dog, the, the, the noises they use for that dog barking sounded like a dog that was in pain to me, which was very like disturbing. That was like one of the most disturbing parts of the movie was the noises this dog was making because they were not happy dog noises. No, the dog was not happy. So drunk guy goes inside and stay anyway. Yeah. Leaves the dog outside like, fuck you, dog. You're not my friend. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm good enough to drink with, but not, not good enough to go into a house with. Come on. And then uh, he gets he gets got. Well, he. um. He, he stumbles into like the entryway or the the foyer, I guess, technically. And, uh, there's a, just like a, an envelope on the floor, like all the way across the floor. Like whoever tossed that in the mail slot must like missed, lifted the mail slot and then like just flung that letter through as hard as they fucking could with a good amount of rotation on it to get it to go as far as it did. And it's like, Oh, third notice of eviction. Fuck you. And he goes, stumbles into his kitchen where there's like beer bottles over the counter. There's empty beer bottles in the cabinets. Well, yeah, you got to keep them somewhere. I mean, I mean, I was like, really? Like those are obviously are empty. Like there's no cap on them. So they're, they're empty beer bottles. I'm like, like what? You ran out of 
counter space, so you just threw them in the cabinets instead, I guess. And there's some old pizza, which he takes a bite of and then spits out because it tastes terrible. And then does he like he slips on the floor and gets eaten by slugs? Isn't that what happens? There's a bunch of slugs. They show a bunch of slugs in his basement, but he doesn't go down to the basement. Yeah. The important thing is that he's he dies. He dies via slug. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could basically copy paste the sentence and he died from slugs for the next like 46 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut to dinner or mm-hmm. cocktail hour. Yeah. Where uh, there's a, two couples. There is blonde and blonde's guy. And then there is main protagonist and his wife who has the same name as the actress. Yeah. Well, there's there's those two couples. Yes. And then the the waiter brings more drinks and the blonde's like, finally, like, how am I supposed to get fucked up when the service is so slow? And everyone's like, um, maybe we should go because we're not here to get completely wasted and we're not here to watch you get completely wasted. So main protagonist and main protagonist's wife with the same name as the actress, uh, get up and leave. Cause they're like, she's only going to get worse. She's already obnoxious and she's only going to get worse. Yeah. But they run into a uh, sanitation man and his, and uh, girl, older, older foreign wife, I believe. Yeah. Who calls, who calls, uh, the, the, the lady with the same name as the actress, the wicked bitch of the West or wicked bitch of the North. And the, and she's like, excuse me. She's like, oh, and then the, 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 the sanitation guy's like, oh yeah, our two sons, we are in your class. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, wow. Like. I guess it was supposed to be like a oh I'm foreign I don't understand your um, your American ways and but it came off really weird and like um, kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I chalk up anything that comes off real weird to the fact that this was a Spanish movie translated in English. But I think some of the actors. Well, so here's what I think. So some of the actors speak English, and they were not dubbed. Or not eighty yard. Yeah, a lot of the other, like the mid, like the protagonists, like the like the main actors, I think were all native English speakers and were not eighty yard. Everyone else was eighty yard, and the ADR on them is so bad. Yeah, you'll know right away who is and who isn't. So bad, like I, you know, because I watched this at different times in the guys. But I'm like just sending them like messages, like holy shit, guys, like the the dubbing on this is so bad. <laughs> And then, but there are times we're like, wait, but that was really good. And they realized, oh, that's played by an American or a Brit. And that's why. Yeah. This guy from Spain, 100%. Yep. Because yeah, this is the same director who did Pieces, which, if our listeners will remember, is the one where the kid starts killing people because his mother won't let him keep his Playboy Playmate jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the same director as, as this movie. And I was like, I found that out about 
two thirds of the way through the movie, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they have a nice little conversation between Sanitation Man and the prote- male, the male protagonist, who is the health inspector for the town. Yeah, and his wife, who is a English teacher. Yeah. The the health inspector's wife is the English teacher. Her name is Kim. The actress's name is Kim. Um, and then, yeah, Sanitation Man's wife, who is apparently a quote-unquote wacky foreigner. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I think the that they kind of slot her, the role they slot her into. Which, you know, not the best role ever. But hey, I didn't write or direct this movie. Yeah. I mean, it has... It was- it was 88. I don't expect like a lot of cultural sensitivity from the eighties. Yeah. It has your normal level of, uh, late eighties Spanish horror movie inappropriateness. Yes. But what it doesn't have is a Bruce, Bruce exploitation actor. Nope. That was a missed opportunity. Unlike pieces, which had a out of place martial arts scene. I mean, I don't say it all the time. But I will admit, this movie really could have done with a bizarre nighttime kung fu scene out of the goddamn blue. Yeah, I mean, watching some dude punch the shit out of slugs might have been kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, like here, no, just throw a bunch of slugs at me and I will punch and kick them out of the air. I'm like, okay, I'd watch that for two minutes. Yeah. Hey, whatever you say, man, it's your <laughs> scale payment you're getting. <laughs> but anyway, so then... um and then health inspector says he needs to go because he has to um, go with the sheriff to evict the alcoholic guy from previously in the movie from yeah. his house. Because apparently you have to bring the health inspector with you when you evict someone. Yeah, I don't think that's right. But I've never evicted or been a health inspector. So <laughs> maybe... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe because it was like they were condemning the house or something, so they had he had to say yes. This is not a suitable place to live for a human, and that's why he was getting evicted. I don't know. Yeah, but at that point, you're condemning, not evicted. I don't know. Yeah. Although I will note, I will note, Chris, you did not say you had not been evicted. Uh, fair enough. So I have no idea if you have or not, but I just want to point that out to our listeners that Chris did not say he had not been evicted. Was He also did not say that the health inspector wasn't there when he was evicted. No, he was, but it was unrelated. <laughs> we, we were just pals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, the town I grew up near, it probably was small enough that the health inspector was the sheriff. And, uh, but, uh, so full transparency. There's no book. And I don't I don't know if either one of us were asked enough to pay attention to what the fuck was going on in this movie. <laughs> this we're gonna do our best. I remember I remember this movie pretty well, this part of it at least, because I had not gotten really super tired and almost fallen asleep a couple times. <laughs> Which, to my defense, it was after eleven o'clock at night. I had been up. Since 6.30 in the morning, I had gotten a COVID-19 vaccine shot. I had carried boxes of 
beef of frames for beehives through a pasture while horses were following me and crowding me and also worked the beehives and then had to carry more stuff back than I brought with me. So I I was tired. (laughs) I watched this movie maybe two hours ago. Don't remember half of it. (laughs) I have no excuses. Yeah. Well, you know, so, so uh, we cut to the next morning. The health inspector shows up at eight Oh three at the cop shop. And the sheriff's like, God damn it. You're late. (laughs) Yeah. The sheriff's pretty great. He's mad all the time. Yeah. He's like, it's three minutes after eight. He's like, it's after, exactly, it's after eight. And you're like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just turn down like 17 notches here. He's the hell of inspector. He is not like some, some hotshot maverick who gets results, but you still need his gun and badge. <laughs> He's not a loose cannon. He is not. He is the hell of inspector. <laughs> and uh, so they go to evict uh I don't know, alcoholic dude from his house and they knock on the door and they get no answer. And apparently they need probable cause to enter because they walk around the house. They try to peer in the house to see what's going on. Can't see anything. Health inspector walks around the house and finds an open window. And then they're fine climbing in from there. They don't like break down the door, nothing like that. They have to find a way to sneak into the house yeah, that's probable cause. Open window. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, while the window was open, it was an invitation in, obviously. Yeah. Because, because I'm like the wind, and uh, the wind is allowed in through the windows, so am I. And they, uh, they find him not looking great. No. In fact, his face, is, his face, skin, and face muscles are missing. Yeah. So are his eyes. There's tiny little worm, like transparent, like they look like fucking like cellophane noodles, uh, but only they're moving and they're worms. And I was like, that doesn't look like slugs. What the fuck? Like, I was like, really? Like, really department of who has in charge of this? Like you couldn't come up with anything that looked like slugs. If this dude was eaten by slugs, whatever. And then, uh, and then so like the they call the rest of the cops in and they you know they bag him and tag him and uh then we cut to the um we cut to school yeah where where same name is uh is teaching Romeo and Juliet to the children's the youths and uh there's one girl who's like teacher's pet uh, there's another girl who apparently gives zero fucks and they, uh, they have to take a test that the, on Monday, a 10 minute quiz over the third act of Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. And they straight up to her, someone straight up to her face, like straight in front of her face that calls her the wicked bitch of the North. Yeah. Which. I thought was hilarious. I was like, man, if I, if anyone had done that in my school, there'd be detention involved at the very least. <laughs> like, I don't know. My teachers didn't take that kind of shit from students. True. But granted that was four years later than this movie. So maybe, 
Maybe well, over the course of four years, things change drastically. I don't know. Plausible. Mm. And then, uh, they're also talking about. And then the kids are talking about some Halloween party. Yeah, the big Halloween bash at Makeout Point. Yeah, at Blowy Point. You know where the wind blows really strong. Yeah, and uh, well, they go hang out at the local diner or whatever. Yeah, malt shop or whatever. And they're and, hanging uh, out. And we learned that uh, old blonde hair is a dickhead. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, because so school gets well, well, first school gets out. Uh, health inspector picks up same name from the school, but he kind of like gets this look on his face when he sees Blondie making out with the girl who gives zero fucks. Uh, and he's kind of like, Ooh, like he gets, he gets this look on his face. Like, Ooh, man, I wish I could like make out with a teenage girl. And you're kind of like, but, but yeah, then after we're after school, they go with a malt shop and you find out that blonde hair is just a dickhead along with, you know, being dreamy, I guess. Oh yeah. You don't get feathered bangs like that without being dreamy or a dick and or a dickhead. Yeah. And um, we jump smash cut to a couple of folks at their house. Oh, is this? Uh, wait, no. Is this when um, when an alcoholic lady comes back with groceries and throws the lettuce heads of lettuce in the sink? Oh no! I think first we get we get to meet a uh, greenhouse guy. Oh yeah! How can you forget greenhouse guy? Probably the best part of the movie. It was maybe the best part of the movie, at least the second best part of the movie. And uh, Greenhouse Guy is an avid gardener. He is. And he's hanging out with the missus. He's going to tend to the greenhouse while the wife goes in to clean up the house. You know, vacuum, dust, all that kind of shit. Although she does bring him in a bunch of plants and be like, look, there's these things all over the leaves of our plants. He's like, oh, those are slug eggs. She's like, well, you need to get rid of those slug eggs because slugs are gross. And he's like, okay, lady. Yeah. And uh, so he puts on his uh, gardening gloves. With two slugs had crawled into. Yeah. And then they, showed, uh, they had a in- nice insert shot of that. What transpires is <laughs> some clowning. Oh man, yeah, he uh, he freaks out because these slugs uh, they have teeth. Yes. Because they're, shut up, they have teeth. They're carnivorous slugs. And uh, he proceeds to freak the fuck out. And and for some reason, like so, he puts his hand in the glove, and apparently the the slugs have like locked themselves to the fabric of the gloves and also to his hand. And he cannot pull his hand out of the glove. Yeah. Because slugs. Yes. So he beats his hand against the workbench against a pole. He tries to cut off the glove with a pair of fucking like yard shears. You know, like, you know, the things like you trim your fucking bushes with, um, I'm surprised he didn't pull a blowtorch out and try to like burn the glove off of his hand. And the whole time he's uh, knocking shit over, 
he pulls an entire like uh fucking shelving unit full of plants on himself. Yeah. He's screaming for help. He's knocked over some chemicals. Yeah. It's just it's fucking amazing. And meanwhile, the wife is just vacuuming with the radio on in the house while smoking and doesn't hear a goddamn thing until like the very end. Yeah. So, like a man with gloves in his or slugs in his gloves. <laughs> slugs in his gloves? Is it's, that hard, what you said? it's hard for me to say. <laughs> the world's worst tongue twisters. A man with slugs in his gloves. He uh does the only rational thing left and hacks off his hand with a hatchet. <laughs> While his wife walks in. Yeah. And uh credit where credit's due. This movie, uh, it goes for it when it goes for it. And by goes for it, we mean they spend a lot of money on red temper paint. Yeah. And, uh, he hacks off his hand, much to the uh, dismay of his wife. Yep. And, uh, in the middle of all this nonsense, basically causes a chemical explosion, which blows up the attached greenhouse. Yeah, and in dramatic effect. I was pretty happy with the explosion. Yeah. And then at this point, I said, okay, movie. All right. <laughs> what what else awake. you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, what else it has is a lady bringing home the groceries and dropping the heads of lettuce in the sink and then grabbing a bottle of liquor out of the kitchen cabinet, pouring herself a drink, and then going into the living room to watch TV while she lays on the couch and then falls asleep. Yeah. That's what it has for us. Yeah. And then her, uh, her, her bow shows up. Oh yeah. Like she hears him pull in. She, she wakes up and she's like, Oh fuck. Oh wait, I have this glass of alcohol here with some alcohol. In it. Do I dump it? Nope. I just chug it. Cause I'm not letting some alcohol go to waste. Yeah. And then she uh, starts preparing a delicious meal full of uh, slug lettuce. Yes. And her uh, her gentleman suitor. Slash husband? Yeah. He eats, eats the slug lettuce. And ta- comments about how it was kind of sl- kind of salty. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Which she blames on the anchovies. Because I guess they're having a Caesar salad? Uh, presumably. And he uh, he's having some gastrointestinal issues. Yes. But it wasn't... Unfortunately, it was not as cool as the one in Shivers. Yeah. When he's like crawling around, he calls it Junior. But... <laughs> but yeah, so she's like... And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry about the anchovies. And he kind of looks at her. And she's like, it's because I drink too much, isn't it? And he's kind of like, eh. It's not because you're not <laughs> drunk all the time, probably. I was like, this movie has a weird, like, anti-alcoholism message in it. <laughs> like, for a movie about slugs, they definitely are not fans of alcoholics. Because you had the drunk guy at the beginning. And then she also kills some, well... Sorry about that. Leia had had thoughts about me talking into a microphone. (laughs) 
anyway, so she and, and she's like, oh, it's because it's because I drink too much, isn't it? He's like, well, we do have an entire like bar area in their like living room, so with, with just like shelves of bottles, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe she shouldn't have all that alcohol if she has a drinking problem. Yeah. And then, uh, where, well, what and then, uh, so yeah, so he's not feeling well. He wakes up the next morning, pops some like Advil or something. Cause he's still not feeling good. Um, the health inspector comes back home at some point and same name, like points out that there's some slugs in there. Uh, there's some slugs in their gar in their like the garden, and by garden she means like the little planting bed that goes around their their fucking stairway, like the the stairs to their house. And he's like, "Wow, those are some big fucking slugs." And get me a mason jar with a lid, and so she does. He puts them in there, and she's like, "Does your British friend still work at that science place?" And she's like, "Why, yes, yes, he does." <laughs> Yep. So off to science, and, man. Yeah, he like literally like takes him and just jumps in the car with him. Like he does not pass go. He does not collect two hundred dollars. Like he just goes straight to science. He went directly to science lab. And uh, science man, you can tell he's full of science because he has various beakers and a lab coat. <laughs> yep. And he's like, "Hey, uh, this fucking slug bit me or whatever. Is that normal?" Yeah. This slug jumped up and bit me. And science man's like, uh, no, it's a slug, you fucking maniac. Why would it? Yeah, I mean, they they eat plants. And I think there are maybe like one or like a couple kinds of like carnivorous ones, but they eat like tiny bugs or something. Like they don't eat people. Yeah. And a health inspector's like, oh, no, no, I beg to differ. This one definitely yeah. tried to eat me. <laughs> And science man's like, well, let me science on it, and I will tell you what science I science. Yeah. So he rubs his science all over the thing. Yeah. And it escapes from, like, the Petri dish it's in and jumps onto, like, a hamster and just starts gnawing on the back of its neck. And the science guy is like, whoa! (laughs) That's not normal. Science had not prepared me for this. Uh, hey, all I could think of though was like the the aliens from Puppet Masters, like on like the dog. Yeah, that's all I could think of when I saw that. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, old uh, dickhead Blondie is meeting up with his lady friend after her parents leave. And by her parents, we mean. And I mean actress age appropriate parents because those people look like they were in their fucking seventies. <laughs> yeah, they, I was like, what are these fucking like septuagenarians doing going out at like past six o'clock at night? <laughs> they were getting the early bird special for the next day. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! Those are some. Like, I thought they were her grandparents, and then I realized that she said earlier that nothing ever gets better if you tell your parents things because they don't believe you. <laughs> I was like, wow, her, parent, well, her parents probably can't hear her, and that's the problem. 
Yeah, and you know, just doing some rough math. That means that she was born when her parents were like in their late 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and so they drive off and he like, as they drive off, he sinks down into his seat. So by the time they are gone, he is all the way down below his dashboard. Which made no fucking sense because I'm like, he should have ducked down before they left so they didn't see him. Like, whatever. But he gets out and then, like, goes and, like, comes and knocks on her door. And uh, she jump scares him when he yeah. comes inside. A sensual jump scare. Yes. And then she he carries her to the basement where the, her parents bar is. And he's like captain Jack or something. I forget what he said. Like, yeah. He calls Jack yeah. Daniels, captain Jack, you know, that thing anybody ever called Jack Daniels before. <laughs> unless you did like, unless you took like a half shot of captain Morgan and a half shot of Jack Daniels. that made it captain Jack, but that's not what he does. Oh, that he just grabs the awful. bottle of, it does sound terrible, but like, I mean, I don't expect teenagers to know how to drink alcohol properly. Now, when I turned 21, I went to the bar and a friend of mine bought me a Three Wise Men, which is Jose Cuervo, Jack Daniels, and uh, Captain Morgan's. It's very bad. Yep. But I drank it. Because yeah, I was I've heard, 21. I've, I've heard various various different uh, combinations. But it's basically it's three... It's three alcohols with male names. Yeah, and it tastes terrible. Yeah. Now, I did have a Prairie Fire shot that I liked, but that's because I really enjoyed Tabasco sauce and tequila. But I'm weird that way. Gross. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so he, he gets liquored up... And then it's time for the coitus. Oh my God. So they head up to the bedroom. And, and they start uh, to... And they, they bang. Yeah. And then they're mid-bang. And Blondie's like, hold on, I need to recharge. And like, while he's still on top of her, like reaches out and grabs the bottle of Jack Daniels and takes a slug of it. No pun intended. And, uh, and she's like crying because like this dude apparently wants to drink alcohol more than he wants to have sex with her. <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. She, she just starts crying in the middle of it. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't, it's weird. The whole thing's weird, man. No, I, I get why you would cry if, like, you're like, I want to have sex with my boyfriend, but my boyfriend wants to, like, drink this bottle of liquor more than he wants to have sex with me. I could see why she would be upset by this fact. When And it's also, she's like, don't stop, I'm almost there. Don't stop, I'm almost there. Then he stops and starts drinking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's weird. The whole scene's weird. He's a, he is not a caring lover. Let's just put it that way. An attentive lover. Let's put it that way. <laughs> True. He's also a teenage boy. So, well, his character is. Yeah, he's probably Actor. in his mid-twenties. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the so she gets up there. out of bed because 
you know, she's not having anything more to do with this guy because he apparently loves the bottle more than he loves her. And she slips on a bunch of slugs and like does a fucking prat fall into them. <laughs> yeah. And um I mean kudos to the filmmakers for coming up with that many slugs, I guess. Yeah. Like she falls like face down into the slugs and then like thrashes around and then there's slugs all over her and and the guy's like, What the fuck? And then he like tries to get down and then they attack him. The slugs kill both of them. Yeah, the the takeaway is slugs eat them. I think the slugs even like bore through the woman and like they have like little gouts of tempera paint coming out of the the bore holes. Yeah, the blood in this movie has varying uh viscosities and levels of opaqueness. <laughs> yeah, opacity. Yeah, sometimes it looks like blood, sometimes it looks like straight up paint. And most of the time it looks like paint. Yeah. Unless it's like Unless it's like a dead body, and then the blood kind of looks like slightly congealed blood, I guess. Yeah, well, when she was rolling around on the slugs, it looked like blood, not paint. Mm. That's true, but if they have anything flowing, it looks like fucking temper paint. Yeah. And uh, the next day, health inspector is called out to the crime scene because he was working with the sheriff, and the working theory is rats at this point, I think. Yeah, like, and the, and... Yeah, like the health inspectors do, like, it's slugs. There's killer slugs. A slug tried to bite me. Slugs, like, they like to breed in dark places and, you know, and like slugs, slugs, slugs. And the and the sheriff's like, that's fucking crazy. It can't possibly be slugs. Yeah. Because, of course, it can't. And then everyone's like, no, it's slugs. Yeah. So he's trying to get the sheriff on board. Sheriff's not buying it. Not all. Not even a little. And so health inspector guy tries. I'm <coughs> sorry. He consults with um, sewer man. Yeah. Oh, we forgot the we forgot the call when sewer man goes with health inspector to the old Karen's house. Oh yeah, she's real pissed. Yeah, it was like. The, her the sewer is backing up into her house and she pays money taxes and blah 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 and fuck you and I'm gonna yell at you and I'm an asshole and yada 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 so they go down into the sewers to get away from her and uh water sanitation man you know the one with the wacky foreign wife uh goes down in there and pulls out a bunch of like skins of like rats and a dog and stuff out of this pipe and then there's and then something in the pipe takes the metal hook that he was pulling things out of and drags it into the pipe yeah and then he just nopes out of there fair enough and so that that's a flashback because we forgot to mention that earlier Eh. and then now uh Sanitation man and uh, science guy and health inspector are combining their mental faculties and have decided that the slugs must have gotten into the water system and that they need to shut down the water system before they spread to all over the town instead of just the part of the town by the toxic waste dump. Yeah, because it's 1988. Of course, it's fucking toxic waste. Yes. Toxie is not here to save us, though. That's true. 
Meanwhile, on the other side of town, the uh, the boyfriend or husband or whoever of the alcoholic lady. Yes. He's in the midst of a big business deal at fancy restaurant. Yes. And he's going to build a mall because it's 1988. Yes. And malls are the best. And he's talking to a developer lady Uh-oh. and husband. Yes. And he's and like, they're like, uh, they're like, are you okay? You don't look so good. And yeah. He's like, oh, I got like some stomach aches and a headache, but I'm fine. Don't worry. And then he like gets a face that says, I'm afraid I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. And he and excuses himself heads to go to the bathroom. Heads to the bathroom. Gets his shit in order. Comes back out. And they're like, hey, hey, we're ready to do this. Let's seal the deal with a little drinky drink. Oh, but he does have a bloody... He gets a bloody nose in the bathroom, though. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he, I'm totally healthy. This is fine. Then he, he starts taking a drink of his drink. And then his drink fills up with blood from his nose. Yeah. And that's because I guess the piece of slug he ate in the salad turned into baby slugs, he says, I'm sure. No, they explain this in the movie. So well, what happens, but we also see him collapse to the ground and then like his face looks like the, like the, the, his body looks like the body they found in the house with all the little like transparency worms crawling on it. And then after this, they explained that he died from blood flukes which are little worms that go in that, that grow in your blood vessels because their slugs have their eggs in their bodies somehow. Like I think blood flukes like inject their eggs into slugs, but slugs themselves are not like, you are not like edible to these things, but things that eat the slugs are hosts for these parasites so then once something eats the slug the eggs hatch and the blood flukes kill the host so the bits of slug that she fed him in the salad are what created the blood flukes in him that killed him well you definitely win the award for paying more attention to this than I did (laughs) and I was like oh shit that's why because the pizza must have had slugs on it that he ate and said it tasted like shit and he must have ingested some of that. And that's why the, the homeless guy had the weird transparent worms on them at the beginning. I was like, Holy shit. They actually explained why it looked like that. And it wasn't just the makeup department was like, I don't know. We'll just have some fucking worm things on them. No one's going to between those and slugs anyway. And, uh, so the restaurant freaks out, you know, because the guy is having his everything eaten by a uh, blood flukes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, obviously there's worms in the food. Yeah. Sheriff shows up and he's like, ah, ah, this is a health department problem. Better call health yeah. inspector. Yeah. And then they're talking to the they're talking to the restaurateur and the chef, head chef. And they're like, they're like, we don't have worms in our food. And they're like, but do you? And they're like, no. And at one point, the chef who is speaking Spanish says something of, I think he's calling the sheriff an ass yeah, or, or wants to do something to, or wants to like kick him in the ass or something. Cause he definitely uses the word culo. <laughs> yeah. He definitely is not pleased. 
<laughs> my Spanish isn't great, but he ain't happy. No. And uh, and the health inspector's like, well, we'll have to see if you have worms or not in your food. And then I think he goes out and sees the body and sees the blood flukes. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. This wasn't actually the restaurant's fault. It was yeah. the slugs, I tell you. The slugs. And I just want to say that the sheriff in this scene is pretty great. His health inspector guy isn't there for 40 seconds. And he's like, it's fucking worms, man. Shut this place down. Yeah. And health inspector's like, dude, I literally just got here. Yeah. And the sheriff's like, hey, it's your, it's your fucking problem, man. Like, fucking deal with the corpse. I'm out of here. He's like, but it's a fucking dead body. What are you even? You're the worst at this. Yeah. The health inspector department does not have a morgue. <laughs> the sheriff is hes probably low-key my favorite part of this movie because he's just fucking a dickhead from top to bottom, and it's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. And at some point, I think maybe slightly before this, maybe slightly after this, it doesn't really matter too much, a health inspector tries to convince Captain Waterworks to shut down the water system. That was so after that this. It's after this? Okay. And the Captain Waterworks is like, dude, I'm not just going to shut down the water system because you think there's slugs in it. I mean, like, I can't, I'm not going to do that. And then he calls them. And then uh, he's like, if you want me to do that, you got to get the mayor to tell me to do that because I don't listen to the health inspector. And so health inspector goes to the mayor's office where the mayor is trying to sign some deal with developer couple from the restaurant. And fucking health inspector comes barging in and he's like there's slugs in the water and they're like what are you talking about he's like i've seen shit that will turn you white and you know dogs and cats living together yada 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 there's slugs in the water system and the mayor's like right here yeah cool. let me let let me go to my secret bathroom hidden behind this bookshelf <laughs> really happens in yeah. the movie that is what happens <laughs> Does you have a secret bathroom? I don't have, you know, I keep all my bathrooms are not behind secret book swinging bookshelves. And I, maybe I need to correct that in my house. Yeah. But you know, cause I could use more bookshelves in my bedroom. So maybe for our ensuite, we should do that. There you go. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll talk to the wife about this after the podcast. Um, and so, and so he turns on the faucet, no slugs come out and he's like, see no slugs. Why don't you go back to your office and maybe never come out again? And it probably won't be your office in a while anyway. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have to backtrack a little. That's just fun. to point out the waterworks guy is the worst ADR of this entire movie. Oh God, he's terrible. It is it is so bad that it I thought something was wrong with my fucking computer when that, I was watching this. That might actually have been the point when I messaged you guys and said, oh my god the ADR in this movie is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Because at first, I'm watching I'm not really paying attention I look up and I'm like, oh man, the audio is desynced as hell. Is something going on with my internet connection? Yeah, and the problem is too is because like, you, you, like, you'll notice it and then like the next scene you won't notice it because it'll be the English speakers speaking and then you're like oh, I must be crazy. And then, like, two scenes later, you're like, wait, that that doesn't, like, their lips start matching the words. And then, the, then like, you look back, like, oh, no, it's fine now. Like, 
like you literally like you think you're insane for a little bit watching this movie because you're like, wait a second, is this audio off or not? I can't fucking tell. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Because it's not consistent. <laughs> oh, and also there's slugs in the in the well, Captain Waterworks's toilet. They yeah. imply. And uh, so uh, health department head tobe tells his wife to get the fuck out of Dodge. Because he's got to handle the slug business. Because he works for the fucking health department, god damn it. That's right. And this is his jurisdiction, apparently. Yeah. And Professor Britton has discovered that if you use lithium-based arsenic, you can cause the, the slugs to explode. Now, I don't know a lot about chemistry. I know some about chemistry. Lithium is an element. And arsenic is an element. There is no such thing as lithium-based arsenic. Unless for some reason you were fusing lithium atoms together like through nuclear fusion to create arsenic somehow. Like that is the only way you can have lithium-based arsenic. And I guarantee you Professor Britton was not doing cold fusion in his lab to create arsenic from lithium. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was in that it was in that fifty five gallon drum. It's it's cold fusion machine. Yeah. I was like, that is that's science garbage right there. So the uh the team gets together, health department calls up uh sewer man, and he's like, Hey, look, we gotta we gotta corral these fucking slugs in the sewer. And basically burn them with science words. With lithium-based arsenic. And And so, yeah, so they come up with this grand plan of, yeah, like, luring all the slugs to the this one spot where there's a manhole to access it. And they literally tell Professor Britton, go to the manhole and be ready to drop your stuff. Yeah. And I had to pause the movie for a minute, laugh that out, because I found that fucking hilarious at 12 o'clock at night after, like, two beers and a glass of scotch or whiskey. I guess it's not scotch. It's just rye whiskey. Um, yeah. And so I after, once I stopped laughing at that, I restarted the movie. And then there was a Halloween party in the woods. Yeah. And by Halloween party, we meet a bunch of cars with a radio and people dancing while drinking, most of them not in costume. Yeah, you know, like Halloween. Yeah. And we we meet up with guy and girl. Yeah, well, it's uh, Teacher's Pet from earlier, the girl, and her boyfriend, and he is trying to pressure her into sex a lot. Yeah, in a comfortable amount. Yeah, like he's like going like full Pepe Le Pew on her, um, like and like and she he keeps trying to like get up under her skirt and she's like no stop it, and then he tries again. She's like no I said stop it, and then he like tries it again, and then she like slaps him and walks off, and he's like, what's he what's even the point? <laughs> and you're like, um, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dial that shit like, all the way back, sir. Yeah, it's like, um, 
yeah, I, uh, hashtag me too. <laughs> you know? Oh, but don't worry, because um, it gets even more uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, because another dude was watching them. And I think he's 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 keen on uh, Teacher's Pet. And so he puts on a mask. Yeah. And follows her. Yep. And then he jumps out at her, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, something like that. And she runs off and she falls into a slug pit. Yeah. The slugs and he drag leaves her, her there away. and walks off, wanders off. Yeah. And the slugs drag her away, which is yeah. hilarious to me. Yes. Um, it has no bearing on anything. It just is there to have a series of uncomfortable uh, sexual assault scenes in a movie. And to hit 90 minutes. Yeah. Cool movie. Thanks for that. Because this movie comes in at exactly 90 minutes. Yeah. So now uh, we meet up with Team Slug Eradicators. They're yeah, suiting which up. Is, yeah, which is Health Inspector and Sanitation Man. And Science in, Man. Uh, well, Science Man is leaving to go with go be ready to drop his stuff near the manhole. Like you do. Yes. You ready to spray his white liquid right down that manhole. And they uh they suit up in their wildly not protective protective suits. Yep. They head down to the sewer. With a bag of meat. Yeah, because a garbage a garbage bag of meat. Because that's gonna get the slugs to all converge, I guess. Well, because they want the food. They're carnivorous slugs, apparently, so you give them meat and they will go after it. It seems like they would move incredibly slowly. You know, because they're slugs. I don't know. I mean, you just can drag away a dead body in less than a minute, so they can't be that slow. I guess that's fair. So they, uh, they head down to the sewer. There is uh, some sort of issue with the map where they were going to go to the place, but the place is blocked off. Yeah, like the the map is not accurate anymore. Like there's places have been walled over. There's openings that shouldn't be there according to the map. The map is wildly out of date. Yeah. So they have to think on their feet. Uh Sewerman comes up with plan B, yeah. which is to use a little bitty flamethrower to electrocute them. <laughs> Well, yeah, why, why, I don't see the problem with that, Chris. Well, he's going to flamethrower the sewer wires to electrocute him, obviously. I Yes. I mean... <laughs> I mean, who hasn't done that? Uh, yeah, yeah, flamethrower the sewer wires for electrocutions. Mm -hmm. That checks out. Yeah, I mean, this movie's already shown that it's wildly accurate when it comes to science. Yeah. And, uh... That doesn't work particularly well. Sewer man falls into the slug water. No, 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 he does not fall into the slug water. He tries opening some hatch with his metal tool and he, and he opens it up and this fucking like fire hose of water comes shooting out of it and knocks him into the slug pool. Fair enough. Because they're trying to figure out how to get past this slug pool because they couldn't get past it. And so he's like, oh, I guess if I open this hatch, maybe we can crawl through it or something. He opens it up. Fucking water jet shoots him into the the slug pool. 
and his and then fucking uh health inspector jumps up onto a pipe fucking commando like under like hanging under commando like commando rope crawls underneath the pipe locks his ankles above the pipe and hangs down like a fucking trapeze artist to try to like reach his hand out to his friend who he can't save because he's being dragged underwater by slugs and so he dies and so the guy just finishes crawling along the pipe and then dismounts on the other side and keeps going now why the fuck they didn't try that before someone ended up in the slug pool i don't know because nothing changed like oh man we can't get past here and then all of a sudden i can like fucking circus perform my way across this metal pipe and i'm on the other side ta-da like you learned it in the health inspector academy yeah and you could have done that to begin with and no one would be dead yeah (laughs) i guess the adrenaline we'll blame the adrenaline and uh at this point i believe science man gets the word to uh science the hell out of everything to to drop his uh his white his load of white um liquid down the manhole. Yeah. Which causes an explosion. Yeah, all the fucking like yeah, like fucking gouts of fire like blow all the manhole covers off in the town. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. But science man escapes. Our uh, health inspector ends up escaping, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh he's all broken up. But Science Man said that Sewer Man knew the risks. Yep. And I'm like, ah, hmm, ah, hmm. I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if he thought that the risk of a giant jet of water knocking him into a slug pool, I don't know if that was up on the top of the list, but if you say so, you know science after all, Science Man. <laughs> and the day is saved. Except... For the very last shot of the movie, which is a slug crawling around on a sewer grate. Yeah. One has survived. And we learned earlier that they are hermaphroditic and can inseminate themselves. Is, is that? I don't know if it, in the movie <laughs> they can apparently re, they can they can reproduce with themselves. In order Isn't to that make a more sexual slugs. reproduction. Well, if you're having sex with yourself, I guess technically it's sexual reproduction. I don't know. I don't know no about slug physiology. I don't either, and I have no idea if that's true or not. But but since one slug survived, the implication is that it could reproduce, and we're going to have another slug party for the sequel. Yeah, and that's slugs, sort of. So what did you think of the movie, Chris? Um, well, it exists. Uh, that's why we were able to watch it. Um, it's not particularly good. Uh, if I have to say a nice thing, the gore scenes are pretty gross. Yeah, they have some decent like effects. A lot of, like I said, a lot of stuff that just looks like temper paint, but like the, the static effects look really good. Yeah. Uh, they they found a lot of slugs. I'll give them that. 
Yeah, their slug wrangler was like top notch. Yeah, I don't know where you would find that many slugs, but kudos to the slug wrangler. I mean, it is... It is your basic, like most base level, like creature feature kind of a thing. I... The, the acting ranges from passable to just the worst ADR. The, the whole thing is just, it's, it's just not that great. It just, it's slow. It's not super interesting. Every so often something ridiculous happens, which will get you to perk up your ears a little bit, like the greenhouse scene. Or, uh, you know, some violent death involving slug-based murders. But overall, I'm not sure, not sure if I would recommend this. I mean, it has its moments. But overall, I'd say you could probably skip this one. You're not missing anything. Watch Night of the Lepus. If you want to watch a movie about things that probably shouldn't murder you, that's at least entertaining because of the model work. Yeah, I give this one a pass. You're not missing anything. What do you think, Troy? Yeah, um, I don't. Other than like this little whole like toxic waste dumps are bad message, there was a weird anti alcoholism message to it too, between. The, the the alcoholic at the beginning who dies uh, before being evicted, the the wife who makes the death salad for her husband, and the the boyfriend who would rather drink than have sex with his girlfriend, like I don't I don't know if that was intentional, but I was like, there's a weird out of place message about alcohol in this movie. Like I was not what I was expecting when I was watching this movie was alcohol bad. Okay. <laughs> like not what I was expecting, but, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, there were, there were good parts of this movie. Like there were enjoyable parts of this movie. Um, but there was also some stuff in here. Where I was like, Ugh, I'm so bored or that's just fucking ridiculous or that's not how that works. And there was enough of those that I would probably say you should pass on this movie. I mean, I do appreciate other Chris for suggesting this movie. Um, I probably would not have watched it without that. And like the director, I mean, like this director did pieces, which I probably enjoy, which I will say I enjoyed more than this movie. Um, He's done some other stuff too that I haven't looked at yet. So I think, you know, maybe we should watch some more of his stuff for the podcast, but like, I'm not offended this movie didn't bore me entirely. There were parts that were boring, but you know, whatever. Um, it didn't help that I was very tired when I watched this movie, which also tends to give me a poor opinion of a movie I've noticed. But overall, I think it's worth skipping. I don't think there's anything that special here. Um, apparently it's based on a book and based on the movie, I probably would say skip the book. Um, I have a problem with like things that are just like ridiculously not dangerous being dangerous. Except for oddly enough, Night of the Lepus, as Chris said, like that movie I enjoyed, 
but like the ruins with like the killer plant that somehow can mimic sounds like i don't know like that's just way beyond my suspension of disbelief and these slugs being dangerous was also like well beyond my suspension of disbelief um so i think this movie is it's okay to skip this movie it's okay to watch it. I'm not going to be like, I can't believe you watched this movie after you heard of us talk about it on the podcast. Like there's movies like that where I'd be like, why would you think that it was a good idea to watch this movie after you heard us talk about it? I don't think this movie falls into that category. It's passable. I mean, if I was rating it out of 10, it'd probably be like four, maybe three and a half out of 10. Like it's not, it's not offensive. It's not boring. It's, it's just, it's slightly less than Okay reasonable yeah so what are you watching next week chris we're watching headless as suggested by hotlanta which means there's probably a less than 50 percent chance that hotlanta will be here next week it is probably bad <laughs> it is probably bad uh i just hope that they they got the rights to uh, a certain queen song for the movie from Hopefully. the it's a kind of magic album uh, probably not. Which is also the soundtrack to Highlander, the movie. I mean, one can hope, but probably not. I mean, if, 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 if Freddie Mercury is not singing, don't lose your head. I will probably hate this movie. Fair enough. So what if other people want to recommend a movie that may or may not be scored entirely by a queen album? Well, they can't recommend us Highlander cause we've already done it for the podcast. Um, Although we have not done Highlander 2, but I also don't think that was scored by Queen, so I think we're safe. <laughs> uh, so whatever but, uh, gets us to not watch it. Huh? Whatever gets it so we don't have to watch the second Highlander movie. <laughs> There's worse movies than that. I have, I have a friend who was highly, highly offended by Highlander 2 when he saw it in the theater opening weekend because, God damn it, like, it was a Highlander movie and he was going to watch it and he was very angry after he came out of that movie. But... And I also will say the renegade version isn't any better because when you take out any mention of the of the planet Geist or Zeist, sorry, the planet Zeist, the movie makes even less sense. That's what it needed was less sense. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of less sense, you could email us at Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out, out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You could message us at Twitter where we are Slaughter Prince which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in Princess because Chris didn't understand how Twitter handles work when he created it. True. Uh, you could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast, and post a thread there. Um, other than that, you could talk to us in our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And if you just want to listen to us in some other fashion, then you're already listening to us. Other options probably include iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn. Uh, you could, as Brett would say, bark at your Alexis and have her play Slaughterhouse Princess for you. You could probably also say, hey, Google, play Slaughterhouse Princess. And hopefully your Google Home will play Slaughterhouse Princess for you. Um also, you could support us by going to store.slaughterhouseprincess.com or patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And uh, I will, again, give a special shout out to our patrons. Uh, 
through Patreon. And uh, again, we have we are still discussing our Patreon special bonus recording. Uh, I think everybody has agreed that it would be fun to do. We just need to figure out how and when to do it. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted on that as we know. And as I said before, we're doing it slowly. So don't expect it like next week or probably even next month. I would say maybe before next year, but that's a maybe. <laughs> Eventually. It, yes, we are not we are not known for uh, our follow through and um, punctuality. Fair enough. Except for next week where we have headless. Yes, and I guess what other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies by pouring drinks down our neck holes. Bye. That was a headless joke. It was good. <laughs> uh.